Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Boom! And we are live! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. And if you're watching, you can see I'm not alone. I got my boy, my Wednesday night partner in the house, Justin from the In Time Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet, me, baby. Boom. What is up? What is up? Really, really good show tonight. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. And if that's coming from you, that means a lot because Justin is our our, uh, resident. I won't call it negative Nancy, but Justin speaks the fucking truth on on what's good. And that's why I love having Justin on because, as you know, with A-Dub, I do talk, you know, I talk down every now and then. But for the most part, I'm Mr. Positive. So Justin definitely evens me out, which is why I love having him on the show with me. Justin, glad you were able to come back on. It's a Tuesday, not a Wednesday, but we're here. We're doing our AEW Dynamite post show. Hell of a show that we just saw. Uh, Really quick, some housekeeping. The Wrestling Index podcast you see right here on the Floor Slapper Sports YouTube. Always live on Floor Slapper Sports Twitter, floorslappersports.com, all major audio platforms, Visionary Global Media Network. Check it out, floorslappersports.com, NFL, fantasy football, wrestling podcast entertainment check it out and if you're watching on youtube please like please subscribe to this channel a lot of very entertaining stuff including what we're doing right now for you hell of a show tonight first and foremost though starts on a somber note the main event moxley and hangman fucking it was a barn burner started in the crowd hangman jumps mox during his entrance it was fucking fantastic but the, the real story is, and what we want to talk about again, like I said, somber note, uh, Mox sits Heyman with a huge discus lariat, and I don't know what happened, but you know we're all watching live. We have a, our chat. We're talking about it, and we're like, holy shit, we think Hangman, that was, that was legit. And some people are like, no, it's story. Probably MJF's going to come out. But you know, you got 10 minutes left in the show. I don't think Tony's doing a story like that. that I'm like, I think Hangman's legit hurt. And then, yes, obviously, Hangman was legitimately hurt. You saw on Twitter there were a bunch of people who were taking pictures of Stretcher came out. Moxley um, and referee Paul Turner were actually down on their knees saying a prayer for Hangman, as, you know, I, I will too. I hope Hangman is healthy. We love Hangman. Professional wrestling in general, doesn't matter if you're Hangman, Adam Page, or a guy who just had his first match on the Indies. It's all about safety. That, that was safe. It was clean what they did. Um, he might have just knocked him out. I don't know, but my thoughts and prayers, of course, are with the Hangman. Um, it was a great match. Justin, um, you know, what? go ahead, brother. It was fucking scary, dude. Like, it definitely, there, there's no way in hell this isn't, this is not a work. There's no way this is a work. Like, oh, no. that almost comes off distasteful if it's a work a little bit. Like, why the hell would you just build a story off a of fucking, and then ha- and have it, like, legit end up in an injury? That would just be, like... They kind of rubbed me the wrong way there. Like, I match was awesome. Loved it. De- those two, holy shit. But Mox bleeding, of course. You know, I was just like, I'll give him this one. He's in his hometown. Let him fucking bleed. You know, he hasn't done it in a while. So let him do his thing. No hatred on that. Just awesome match. God, I hope Hangman is good because I fucking love Hangman. And that guy, man, it sucks to, to see him go down like that. But. 
Hopefully it's not anything too serious. Hopefully it is that he just got knocked out. Maybe he just got, maybe knocked the wind out of himself or something like really bad where it's like, oh shit, I'm hurting right now. Like something just knocked himself loopy or I hope it's not like, I saw people saying broken neck and I'm like, I no, do not say broken neck. Cause if it fucking is a broken neck, I'm going to flip. I know. And again, that's what we were just talking about. Wrestler safety. And it's not that Mox did anything wrong. It's just, it's wrestling. It's for all you people. It's fake. It's fake. No, it's fucking physical. It is a damn physical sport. And Fuck, again, you know, my thoughts and prayers are with Hangman. I, it is not a work. I will go out on a limb and I will tell you it's 150 fucking percent not a work. You see a guy getting stretched out without if it was if it was on television, it would be one thing. But you see a guy getting stretched out off of television. You know, we didn't see it. You know, pictures, obviously. Sean Rossett, uh, Christine, super wrestling fan. She was right there in the front row like she always the is. Fact she didn't was have the on camera on the fact that he didn't have the camera on it as much and just the way Taz was the end time, just like the whole time just makes me go, there's no way in hell this is a work. This is legit. And cause even cause he seems so concerned and I'm like, Taz is making me more and more worried every word he says. And the fact that they did not show any more after the, they called the match off. I went, yeah, there's no way in hell that there's something going on here. Like he's legit injured right now. Yeah, no way, and and they didn't put the stretcher on TV, and, and good, because it's not a part of it, so not, I'm not saying we don't want to see it, but, you know, it, it's not a part of the show, and, you know, we're here mm-hmm. for the show. Again, my thoughts and prayers are with Hangman. I love Hangman as a person, a great dude, and obviously as a performer, we love him, but, yeah, thoughts and prayers are, are definitely with Hangman, and what I want to talk about, and I want to give major props to AEW, is this. After the whole thing happened, you know, it's frantic, right? Like, you don't know what to do. They go to Excalibur and go to Taz. They do the rundown again. And that's where we got to thinking, like, this definitely isn't part of the show because they wouldn't be doing this rundown again. They had just did the rundown 20 minutes prior before the match started. So, there, therefore, I knew it wasn't part of it. And even Excalibur looked really shook up. So, I don't know, like, you know, they're telling him something in his ear, like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Obviously, but he he doesn't generally look shook. And he, he sounded shook up. But then I got to give props to what they did. They delivered big to end this show with the injury. You know, Hangman go, you know, they're going to get Hangman out of there. They put a a mic in Mox's hand. MJF comes out. And we'll talk about that amazing MJF and William Regal promo here in a little bit. But the way that that they ended the show, I got to give a lot of props to Tony Khan and AEW. Putting the mic in Mox's hand, putting the mic in MJF's hand, improvising that whole segment – building to a main event of your next pay-per-view fucking kudos well done you take a horrible 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 situation because let's be honest that's what it is we all wanted that match to finish we had 10 more minutes left in a more again more importantly hangman's health so you take that horrible situation and then you turn it into fucking gold with the MJF and Mox stuff and MJF wanting to do it clean. Here's the chip. Now fuck that and fuck you, Regal. And Mox is swearing like crazy. MJF's ripping it like crazy. The Warner's executives are like, what's going on right now? And uh I mean, fuck, dude. I gotta give them a lot of props for how they went about that and how they ended the show because they ended the show with building towards their next pay-per-view. So what'd you think about that? I give them props too. Like that was definitely an on the fly moment and just the way they did it 
having MJF come out there, like I was all ready for him to use that son of a bitch and cash it in. Like how much fucking Uber heat would he have gotten in Cincinnati to fuck cash in on Mox? Like, but he went with the clean way. And I'm like, I oh, trying to, he's trying to prove to Regal what he said earlier in the show. And I was like, damn, like I got a little disappointed, but then I was like, fuck it. He's trying to tell the story, trying to tell the story. And I'm like, let's just fucking go. I can't wait to see this goddamn main event at full gear. Like, Yes. Their first match, awesome. Can't wait to see this rematch down. Like, this is going to be fucking awesome. And it's different because it's going to tell the story now of MJF wanting to do it clean in the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and like, all right, tonight I'm sitting on my couch. Everyone knows I'm the biggest John Moxley fan in the world. I'm sitting on my couch after the match. Like, first of all, I'm thinking about Hangman. Like, Hangman, Hangman, I hope Hangman's okay. That I'm sitting there like, I really hope, like, my, my chin starts shaking a little bit. I'm like, man, I really hope MJF isn't coming to do this cash-in right now because that would have left a really sour taste in my mouth if Hangman was legit injured and then MJF comes out and gets it in Cincinnati, yeah. especially after that killer promo. Like, I felt like that was that was his part of the show, was that promo. Like, we weren't supposed to see MJF the rest of the night outside of him sitting in the crowd. But him coming out delivering another promo was fucking fantastic. And what he said in that promo, he ain't doing it. He ain't cashing that chip in. He's going to do it the right way at full gear. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it clean. And I'm like, we saw this starting last week. It went through the Utah match in the handshake or two weeks ago. And then the backstage segment yeah. last week with Stokely Hathaway, where he's like, I don't fucking want your help. Pushed him away. MJF is starting to turn face. The crowd fucking loves that MJF. He's going to get over organically. Mm-hmm. But what if, and, and what if, and it, it wouldn't be to help Mox, but what if the firm cost MJF his title match at full gear and we wanted even more? What would you think about that? That makes him a, an instant babyface. Like him battling the firm, like he is an instant babyface. And he was like, he's starting to come off babyface more and more. The fact that he said he wants to do this clean, he wants Mox at 100%. He's like, I don't want no excuses like going into this. I don't want you at 50%. I don't want you at 10%. I'm like, this man's trying to push for babyface, and it's going to be so awkward because I'm just like, I can't see MJF as a babyface, but damn, he's going to kill it as a fucking babyface right now. Just everything he keeps saying, just because even like we were talking about with the, the Regal stuff, like he just came off as like, trying to stick it to Regal like hey look at this you said this you did this stuff to me like you said this stuff about me and like look at me now like look at me now and I'm like fucking let's go MJF as a baby face really piques my interest so much because yeah we've seen him as a heel for so long and it's just like now he's gonna be full-blown like crowd fucking loves him like damn it's gonna be interesting yeah, and you have to remember, too, when AEW started, MJF was actually a face with Cody, which was kind of funny, because the whole time everyone was waiting for him to turn. And then, of course, he kicks him in the dick and turns, which all, which is yeah. the biggest MJF mood move. But let's talk about that fucking promo, dude, because that was probably the – it was not probably – was the segment of the night. MJF comes out. We all know MJF has the NXT history or NXT tryouts. He had, we all seen the gif of Samoa Joe pushing him as a security guard, but MJF comes out there and lays his heart on the line, talking about how Regal and Dean Malenko and Arn Anderson were judges and coaches for NXT, and and he impressed the shit out of Regal, and Regal told him only 
you know, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan and Moxley at the time, he was the AEW names, but those were guys that if Regal wants you, he'll get you. And those were his guys. And I like how he used the BCC part of that. And then he goes, and, and you told me you wanted me. And then, you know, two months later, three months go by, I cut a promo and you basically tell me I'm shit. What the fuck? I'm a 19 year old kid. And you tell me I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. And then that makes the whole crowd like fuck regal right we already love mjf the crowd's like fuck regal regal comes on the mic then and just spit rips all over it no no mjf i left my house as a 16 year old kid i went to carnivals and got my fucking ass beat in i wanted this for you i wanted you to be better but instead you disappoint me you take the easy way out you beat up announcers i choose to use my brass knuckles because i like to hit people with them you need a ring to win your matches like oh goosebumps again regal like regal got the crowd back like the crowd was off of it regal got him back on it like what a promo by both guys dude what was your take dude i can't do this justice i can't do this justice like it was fucking phenomenal like just i got ready as soon as mjf like came out and i'm like oh my god we're about to get one of those like epic fucking regal promos now too in the process here and just MJF going in on his past, like, just saying, you know, you turned me down as a kid, like, and said, you know, keep sending me stuff and I'll, and show me how much you've improved and all this, and just then shoots him down right there on the third try, and I'm like, God, this is so fucking good. (laughs) So fucking good, like, my God. And then Regal just going in back in there, like, just completely swayed the crowd back into him, like, God, I, like I said, I can't do this justice. It was just so well done. The only little tidbit that really got me was Regal saying that he was like, he's like, you listen here, sunshine. I am tired of you. He's like using underhanded tactics, but I want you to go out there and be the devil and do it at any cost. And I'm like, but he wants you to use underhanded tactics, but he doesn't like you using underhanded tactics. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. It's still a fucking awesome promo. Like, I can't. I just can't like that little tiny bit just kind of threw me off. But other than that, I was like, let's fucking go. This is so fucking awesome, dude. It was like that promo got me fucking exhilarated, dude. And again, it leans towards that MJF turn that we're talking about. And the people are going to eat that shit up when it happens. And we can sit here and talk MJF all day. Again, before we move on, our thoughts and prayers are 110% with Hangman. We hope that he, you know, we hope it's just a stunner. He's knocked out. Nothing serious. So we'll keep you posted on that. I'm on Twitter for sure. I want to stick with the Blackpool Combat Club. We had a little vignette backstage with da- with Brian Fuck with Brian Danielson and Wheeler <laughs> Yuta, uh with Renee. Renee's killing it, by the way. Absolutely killing it all over the place. Doing what Shivani had been doing before. So you know, good for two things. Shivani gets his rest now, and Renee is so good in that role. But Renee's doing her thing backstage interview. Brian and Yuta, and Brian's sitting there. You know, Daniel Garcia could have been the best of all time. I think he's the best wrestler in the world. And I'm sitting there like, you got Wheeler Yuta right next to you, motherfucker. What are you talking about? And then Yuta's just shaking his head, shaking his head. And then Yuta's sitting saying exactly what I'm thinking. I bled for you. I fought you. Like Moxley sees it, Claudio sees it, the world AEW world champion sees it. You don't see this guy's a piece of shit just like Jericho. Like, and then we got an announcement of two matches next week. One is a tag team match of Jericho and Garcia taking on uh Claudio and Yuta. And the other one 
is Brian Bersami. And I said to myself, self, why the fuck isn't this just a six-man match where you have the BCC versus the JAS again? Because why are you breaking that shit down into two matches? You can get right. more onto the show. And whatever story you're trying to tell with the dissension between Wheeler and Brian, which you've been building towards since that pure championship match when Brian put the belt on Danny, you can tell it in one fucking match. You don't need to go to two stories for that. So I guess, Justin, what's your overall take on the, the friction going on between Brian and Yuta? Will that lead to anything? And then of the two matches for next – I mean, I know your Jericho thoughts, but your two matches for next week. Uh, so Wheeler Yuta, holy shit, stepping up his promo game a lot. Like, holy shit, that whole thing with Brian, awesome. You know, telling him, I bled for you guys. I bled to get into this position here and – you're pretty much like not freaking representing Blackpool Combat Club. Like you're just too busy focusing on this shit over here. Like, damn. Like I was like, Wheeler has been stepping his shit up. The stuff with MJF, like the promos with MJF, like where he actually hung in there pretty well. And now he's in here like telling Brian off like, holy shit. I was like, damn, let's go Wheeler. Like the Garcia stuff, especially after the, ROH world title match you saw Garcia out there you know celebrating with them too and I'm like dude uh, the story I am so done with it now I I'm not into it just after what happened with him turning back and joining Jericho again I I think I'm out on it now I'm just all out on it now because it's like what was even the point now, you had this whole thing of Garcia going, fuck, I'm finally going to be on my own. I got a fucking title now. And it's just like, well, let's just go to the safe side and go back with Jericho. Like, what the fuck? Why? I don't fucking understand it. None anymore. Like, I was so invested in, in Daniel Garcia doing his own thing finally. And he just fucking went right back to doing more bullshit with Chris Jericho. Like... And can we just say right now, Chris Jericho re-signing for three more years, it's going to be a fucking miserable three years to deal with that shit. I, God, was, waiting, I, I, was, I was waiting for you to say that. I thought we'd get I, there in the ROH title match. Yeah. Go ahead. I just, I, I think I'm out on the Garcia stuff because it's just like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it's not appealing anymore. He just, he had the opportunity and he went right back to where he felt comfortable in instead of trying to branch out and do something different for himself and that really sucks a lot like he's even, he's so fucking good and he's and just even what, even what yuda was saying in the promo like he used you to get whatever i mean like how did he use him i mean i i like to help jericho i don't see how he helped jericho in the process i guess like last really last, last week he helped him win that match but before then like he, had he didn't really do anything for Jericho. He just kind of like was aligned, like kind of helped Brian a lot. Right. But he was still the whole time. with Brian, which was just weird. Like the, the whole, whole thing is just fucking, been fucking weird, dude. And it was even weirder, like you said, him going back. A couple of comments. Get you what's good, man. Justin, it's thanks so for fucking tuning in. Appreciate you. And my man, De Niro, and Wrestling Mike. DeLorean Podcast. What's good? Dynamite was fucking fantastic, bro. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. But, yeah, I'm with you on the Danny Garcia stuff, man. It definitely was a turnoff, him turning last week. I didn't like that at all. And watching him come back out like just a little fucking pawn in the JAS this week celebrating was not a fan. 
And I'm not a fan of the two matches next week. Like I, I said it a couple minutes ago, and I'm going to say it again. I'm not a big fan of them doing the two matches with the JAS and the BCC involved. You do six-man matches all the time. There's no reason. I mean, we always talk about get more women's matches on the show. That would be perfect time to get a second women's match on the show. Right now, the only women's match next week is going to be Jamie Hayter and Rio, which is fine. But you got a lot going on in the AEW women's division where you could easily get a second women's match on that show. You got all the shit with Jade and Nyla in the TN in the TBS title. You got all this stuff with the women's champ, the women's stuff going on. And fuck it. Let's just move to the women's stuff right now. We had the AEW women's championship match tonight. You had Tony Tony Storm against Hikaru Shida. First and foremost, first and foremost, the AEW cameraman, you do your job so well, dude. So many great shots of Sheeta and Storm today. I love them both in ring, and I love to look at them both. Call me sexist. Say what the fuck you want. I don't care. They are gorgeous women. AEW cameramen were on fucking point tonight, Sheeta, man. Holy shit. Love them both, dude. And the match itself, bang, dude. Those women put on a hell of a match, and I wouldn't expect anything else. I didn't know, like, they've known each other for 10 years. There's a cool story that they told, um, you know, 10 years in the making to this match. And the match didn't disappoint. It was a good match. After the match, you had Hater come out, attack Tony. I can't wait. That's going to be the full gear match for sure. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then Britt came out in her Najee Harris jersey, like Britt. Najee Harris is a bum this year. You couldn't have done better. You couldn't have fucking <laughs> got like a Deontay Johnson or a TJ Watt jersey. You come out in a Najee fucking Harris. Come on, DMD. You could do better than that. But she comes out in her Najee jersey right away. Soraya or Soraya comes out. God damn it. Even fucking Taz is calling her Soraya, dude. I so, know you fucking too. And I was just like, oh my God, why uh, is she not yelling at me? Fuck, dude. Yeah, Soraya. So Soraya comes out, and then they just go right at each other, start beating the shit out of each other, her and DMD. They fight away. Like I've said, I said it right when she debuted. It's so exciting because you have multiple levels of women's feuds now. DMD and Soraya does not need a title at all. So that's elevated here. Now you got, god damn, the, get the interim tag off. Britt said it tonight. We need to deal with it. Tony been saying it. We need to deal with it. That interim tag needs to go. Rosa ain't been around in how long already? Like, that interim title needs to fucking go. But you got multiple levels of women's matches now. You got the DMD and Soraya thing. You got Tony and Hater, which will go down at full gear for sure. You got Rio back. Sheeta's involved. You got all these different women. Plus, you got the Jade Nyla thing going on. So you're telling that story there. So there's so many different things they could be doing with the women. But, Justin, what was your take on this whole uh, matching segment? Uh, loved. Loved Tony and Sheeta. Loved the match. Really, like, really good. Like, def- definitely did not disappoint. Uh, you know, I'm not crazy for Britt. But I'm interested to see what her and Soraya are going to do. I really am. As I know they're going to eventually have a match. She's finally going to have her return match after God knows how long. And I'm going to be interested in it. Just to see what the hell she's get if she's still got it in her right now. She hasn't been in a ring in so fucking long. So, I'm interested in it. Like... Jamie, if Jamie's going to be challenging Tony, fine. That's going to be fucking awesome. Like, I'm still kind of a little off Jamie. The fact that she literally was, like, teasing leaving Brit, but then just realigns with Brit. Like, I was a little disappointed on that. I still really am because she doesn't need to be tailing behind Brit Baker. She should be out there just wrecking shit like she does. But if we're going to get her and Tony... It'd be fucking awesome. Can't wait to see it. 
Uh, Riho being back, love Riho. I would immediately go, and Jim Cornette's having a fucking stroke right now. Because, <laughs> and I laughed because I fucking love it that he hates her so much, but I fucking love Riho. And, you know, Riho and Jamie Hayter next week should be fucking awesome. Like, there's that little bit of women's stuff that's really still very intriguing. Yep. Very intriguing. They got a good division, man. Like I was just talking about, you know, they got a good division. They got a lot of women there. That's not even bringing up Athena and Ruby and Ty. I know everyone hates Ty, but Ty could fucking go, dude. When Stack gets back, they got a stacked ass women's division. So that's why you got the time. Utilize it. Like next week would be the perfect time. You make the BCC in right. one match. You put a second women's match on there. But I digress. And your thing with Hater, I understand. I thought that that was the route that they were going for sure. But I don't know that they knew that Soraya was going to come in. So you need Hater to still be with Britt so you can kind of tell those two different stories at one time, I think. And then eventually, I think Hater's going to get that belt. And then Britt's going to be the one to attack Hater like Triple H did to Randy Orton in the Evolution days. I think that's how it's going to go down. And I'm looking forward to that. But Me too. You know how I do things on here, how we do things on here. We are all over the place. I don't start from start to show to rest of the show. So we kind of been all over the place right now. Now bouncing all over. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, so let's travel to the start of the show now. And we got Death Triangle versus the best friends in Orange Cassidy for the Trios Championship. And Orange Cassidy just beat Pac for the All-Atlantic Championship. We all loved that. That was awesome. Everyone knew there's no way Death Triangle was about to lose this match, but the match told a story inside of it. Pac wanted to use the hammer. Phoenix said, no, 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 no. Took the hammer. Pac looked pissed. Phoenix ended up being the one to get the pin on Trent. After the match, there was a little dissension. They shook hands, kind of gave a bro hug to each other, moved on. Justin, talk about the match. Talk about the dissension. Are we going to get the... (laughs) original OG trio in AEW to break up? I fucking hope not, bro. And before you do, Dylan, World Elite Podcast, my dude. Yo, like we talk about Floor Slapper Sports. If you go to floorslappersports.com, all those fucking graphics on there are from Dylan. Dylan does a bomb-ass job. I cannot thank him enough. Dylan, you're the fucking man. Thanks for tuning in. Justin, baby, talk to me about the match, and please, God, tell me. Please, God, tell me we're not going to get a breakup of the death triangle. God, I hope we don't get a breakup of Death Triangle because, God, I love those three. Uh, Again, yeah, the whole little dissension thing, like, it was weird. I was like, damn, no, don't be even thinking of breaking these these three up. Like, but I like that Phoenix did that. I like that he was like, Pac was ready to use the hammer and go bastard on him, on, on Orange Cassidy. But Phoenix is like, no, we ain't doing this. This is not what we're doing, you know? We don't need to go that route anymore. Like, we we done that before but we don't need to do this right now like it's best friends like i get you don't like orange cassidy but like come on do we really need to go that route and i was like that's fucking cool like shouts to phoenix for fucking stopping him there like but pack was ready to just slaughter orange cassidy which shouts to fucking orange cassidy with his fucking backpack to carry the title in just fucking hysterical love it uh yeah it's just i thought the match was fucking awesome i enjoyed the shit out of it a little weirded out by it also because i was like well why the hell are we getting the rematch here because it's like it almost felt like you had to put the titles on best friends because at that point it came off as like if you didn't what was the point of having the match again 
Like it was just bizarre to me. But uh, in the end, I enjoyed the shit out of it. You know, Pac still teasing, wanting to murder Orange Cassidy right now, and just Penta and Phoenix are going to be the, the 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 wall to stop him right now. And it's like, I really hope it doesn't lead to a breakup because I don't want to watch Death Triangle break up. They are too fucking awesome, and that trios division needs a lot of people still. So let's not break up a team because somebody's obsessed with trying to kill somebody right now. Right. No, no, I agree that the trios need trios right now and the death triangle is the best trio. And we need people for the death triangle to fight. Cause I'm sitting here. I was about to ask you, who do you think the next opponents are going to be for the death triangle? And I can't fucking formulate an answer for that right now. So that's kind of a problem. But, you know, we can think about that. We can move on. Hell, maybe we can do an article on the website. Five fucking trio teams for the Death Triangle fight. I don't know. Maybe I'll put that fucking together. Maybe. But we got more to talk about on this show. Death Triangle better not motherfucking break up. couple backstage things let's talk about. Darby Allen, Jay Lethal. I guess they're going to continue their feud. Darby beat him clean. Lethal shook his hand. We thought it was over. But we have a... Here's what I want. Marvez goes... We said we're going to talk backstage. It was Darby. Um, it was Darby, Jay Lethal, and Sanjay Dutt. Marvez goes, we have all agreed to no physicality. All right? It made me think it was like Andrade and Sammy. Because then Darby <laughs> pushed Jay Lethal, and then Jay Lethal started swinging. And I was like, I swear to God, they are running this Andrade-Sammy backstage thing on screen <laughs> right now, dude. Like, that was my thought of it. And then, you know, Lethal and Sanjay laid Darby out. I guess we'll get another match. We'll probably, maybe we'll put Satinum in the match and get Darby and Sting versus Satinum and Lethal. I don't fucking know. And then we got FTR backstage interview talking about how they need to be AEW tag team champions. Yeah, we fucking know. I do like how they men- mentioned Dragon Lee and Jalistico. Dr- I don't know. God, I'm sorry. I butchered his name. But Dragon Lee's partner yeah. over in. In AAA, they are the number one contenders for the AAA tag titles. Hopefully, they take him off of FTR so FTR can focus more on – well, focus more. Not like he's doing anything in AAA anyway. But since they got the belt, they fucking don't do anything on AEW. But they said they want those tag team titles. They've been number one contenders for five months. They want them. Swerve comes up, says, eh, 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 whose house? Swerve's house. Very little Swerve's house, by the way. That was kind of sad. But, you know, very li- – he says they're the number one contenders. Keith Lee comes up, kind of shuts Swerve up again. So we're going to get FTR versus Keith Lee and Swerve next week for the number one contenders. So what would you think about these two segments? Uh, Sanjay and Jay and Darby, you know, it is what it is. Like, the first match was okay. Uh, if we're going to get a rematch, fine. You know, shouldn't be the worst thing in the world, like – I don't really I'm not like too invested in Lethal and, and Darby. Like like don't get me wrong, I like Jay Lethal. I love Darby Allen, but like I don't know, Jay Lethal just doesn't do it for me right now. He's not doing fucking anything of importance right now. He's just kind of there floating around and they're like, Are you giving a shit about this Darby feud right now? If you're not, like fully fucking understandable right now like it's just kind of there you're right there that's that's a perfect analogy for it yep and uh you know swerving ftr and keith lee like that's gonna be fucking awesome to watch like i definitely don't think swerve and keith lee are gonna win 
Like, finally, we're getting FTR on fucking television again. Since, they, you know, they had to do their whole thing with after they fought Aussie Open and tell Tony Khan, hey, fucking book us. Like, oh, what a come the hell on, man. How are you not putting FTR on television? It's a fucking problem. It's a huge Best problem. Tag team in the world today. Come and on, if, people. If you if you listen to, you know, like I said, I, I do everything in my power to boost AEW up. But you listen to me over the past couple of months. All I do is scream, where the fuck is FTR? And where the fuck is Miro? And now where the fuck is Ricky and Hobbs? But we're talking about FTR. I digress. But yes, yes, Justin, get them on our motherfucking screens. But I think you might be wrong. I think Swerve and Keith Lee are going to win that match and give FTR their first or their second loss of the year, which will be really weird. But I think it's going to happen because there's going to be interference from the kingdom in that match. We'll eventually get the kingdom versus FTR for the ROH titles. And we're going to have a little more weight before FTR goes against the acclaimed. So I think we got an acclaimed Swerve in our glory one more time before Swerve in our glory goes after each other. I hope it's just FTR and then FTR wins the AEW. I love the acclaimed, but FTR should have been the AEW tag team titles so fucking long ago, dude. Yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy, dude. And yes, yes, De- yes, De Niro. De Niro goes, they need a show called Where the Fuck where they where the show all these million dollar talents <laughs> board and catering dude it's facts is you wonder why andrade is pissed and why black wanted to leave or, or malachi wanted to leave and why buddy wants to leave and where the fuck is miro i've been screaming about miro every time i do a show where the fuck is miro and yes FTR, forbidden door what the fuck, fuck? Dude. He had one fucking That's promo. And in FTR, you can say what you want. They're AAA tag team champions. They're IWGP tag team champions. They're ROH tag team champions. Well, guess fucking what? Who do they work for? They work for AEW. Yeah. And they don't get screen time. And they're not the AEW tag team champions. And more importantly, they're not even, like, defending the ROH. Well, they just did it at the Battle of the Belts. But before that, they hadn't defended the ROH. They hadn't defended the IWGP one time against Aussie Open, as we just mentioned. And goddamn, that match was a banger, dude. Fucking, they ain't defending the AAA tag team titles. So get them on your fucking screen. They are FTR. They are one of the best tag teams in the world. 1A and 1B right now with the Usos, dude. Put them on your fucking TV. Put them on the fucking TV, dude. And that's my rant on that. Sorry. I didn't even want to go there. But you got me there, and De Niro got me there, and fucking you get me talking about these missing talents. And, and It's Hobbs a well-deserved is- rant. It's a well-deserved rant. How the fuck do you have these fucking incredible fucking talents, and you don't put them on fucking TV? Like, come the hell on. Justin, where the fuck is Hobbs and Starks? Why? Why even they, break they them probably, up? They probably fucking scrapped that shit fucking weeks ago. Like it, that fucking sucks because Ricky and Hobbs are fucking great, and they're it pisses great. me off that their feud has been this just throwaway bullshit. <laughs> it really girl. sucks. <laughs> hell yeah i love i love ranting too i love i just love these guys and again i appreciate tk dealing out contracts all these guys when they got released from wwe during covid and shit but at the end of the day you got these talented ass motherfuckers you built miro to the point where it seemed like he was gonna he could go aew world champion he could be that destructor and now it's like where the fuck is this guy you don't fucking use him hobbs and starks 
it made no sense to me to break them up. Like, that was as Vince McMahon as I've ever seen. Brett compares Tony Khan lately to Vince McMahon. And when you're looking here, what the fuck was the reason to break those two up? They had the per- they were the perfect number one contenders for Swerve in our glory. They were the, I mean, the, the acclaim got over naturally and like it ended up working. But Hobbs and Stark should have been their first opponent. And then if you were going to break them up, break them up like that. And now they're not even on our TVs. Hobbs destroys Ricky at the pay-per-view. Cool. Like that, if that's what you want to do, you want to make Hobbs your guy and push him. That's fine. Ricky's good on the stick. He'll get over it. I understand that. But then, but then you have Ricky win this. I first of all, I hate the lights out match. I hate the lights out match. It's stupid because it doesn't count against your record. So Orange Cassidy could beat Adam Cole and it's not a loss. Fuck off, dude. So Ricky beats Hobbs in this lights out match that doesn't even count, and neither one have been on fucking TV since. Let's see what De Niro got to say. How can AEW ever get a return on their investments if they don't use them? He's collecting wrestlers just so no other company can have them. And that's exactly... Wow, he's pulling a WWE! Look at that, Tony! Dude, it's exactly what Vince did to monopolize the whole wrestling industry, and it's exactly what Triple H was doing with independent wrestlers in NXT before Vince put a fucking ixnay on that shit. Tony did the same thing, dude. He is turning into Vince. I hate to fucking see it, dude. Look at I'm a motherfucking AEW crate guy. I got my AEW crate, dude. I got an awesome crate today, dude. I got a Samoa Joe shirt, a Young Buck shirt, a little Sammy Guevara micro bro. I got a hook potato bag chip. I mean, that's dope. And first of all, when I say I got this, I don't get this. It all goes to my wife. Um, she got to be getting her size so she gets the shirts. I don't, I'm, I wear the same shirt, same hoodies every goddamn day. So she can rock that shit out. But we got Darby Allen trick or treat bag. An FTR little pin. That was dope, dude. You, Justin, I'm going to send this to you. We got Jericho Appreciation Society patch. Next time you come on the show, I'm going to send it to you so you can wear it. Bro, <laughs> no. And I got an, Ab- an Abaddon autograph, uh, 8x10, which I'm going to see if Ritter wants it because I know he's a big Abaddon fan, so maybe I'll send it over to him. But it's dope, dude. We got Jarrett Reynolds in the chat. What's up? What's up? Thanks for tuning in, bro. So, what's up, guys? Is Hangman hurt legit? Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. he is. Um, we talked about it at the start of the show. Our thoughts and prayers definitely are with Hangman Adam Page tonight. It looked like he got some sort of uh, real injury when Mox hit him with the, the lariat. Uh, we're hoping that he just got knocked out or it was a quick stinger. We saw Sean Russ Sapp tweeted out and a couple other people. The stretcher was there, and they stretchered him out, not on TV, and then Mox and – Referee Paul Turner were down on one knee praying. So it's definitely, definitely a serious injury. And again, our thoughts and prayers are with Hangman. We're hoping for nothing yes. but the best for him for sure. Uh, De Niro says, if Tony is turning into Vince, let's keep the paralegals far away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. And those low-card women like Sammy, keep Ty away. Keep Anna J away. You know what I'm saying? The sky blue. Dante, watch your girl, dude. But yeah, he's probably already he's probably already getting it with Ty. I'm telling you because the fact there's no way in hell that's you cannot tell me that's why Sammy Guevara doesn't get fucking punished for a lot of shit. He just throws Ty right on the fucking table and goes, "Hey Tony, you gonna you gonna kind of wave off these fucking punishments for me? Like, look, she's sitting right here on the table. Like, he just turns over, hits a quick line, and then goes. It's a quick line. Chugs <laughs> a white claw and fucking goes on fucking way, dude." Uh, Jared says, watching the replay, it looks like a concussion. Good, good, good. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. That's that's the best. You know, anything with the neck, the back, we don't want that. We want, we want, we don't want a concussion, but we're hoping 
that that's probably the best case scenario. Broken neck, thank God. Yes, correct, correct. Justin, one last backstage thing. Another thing, really, I don't think anyone gives a fuck about. The match was great, but now where are we going with this? Luchasaurus beat Jungle Boy last week. Solid match. Christian cuts a promo backstage. Says Luchasaurus is now going after championships. Okay, cool. So my instant thought was Luchasaurus and Wardlow, sign me the fuck up right now. Or Luchasaurus and Orange Cassidy, which would be fine in ring, but I don't know about that. I want Luchasaurus and Wardlow. But don't you think, like, Luchasaurus has got to win a title if he's going to be in a title match? They're pushing him. <laughs> Wouldn't he have to win? Or are they going to put are they going to put him in a title match with Wardlow and make it a fantastic match and he loses? I, I just can't see them taking it off of Wardlow to try to spice up the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus thing. Because after the whole flip-flop, you know, big show turn by fucking Luchasaurus over here, like... We, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're trying to find some way to kind of spice it up. And I don't really know if throwing like the TNT title in there is really a smart idea to do. I think you could let Wardlow do his own thing, have him beat Luchasaurus, which he more than likely will. He'll probably retain thanks to Jungle Boy like interference. He'll probably retain, you know, then Bingo. we'll just get another crazy, another crazy freaking match from like. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus again. They'll probably get the Jungle Boy and Christian eventually. Like Christian never fucking heals up, for God's sake! Like you just you just booked it, bro. Fuck. This is what we do. If you watch our Extreme Rules Prediction Show, we like group fucking booked the end of that Judgment Day Edge match, and that was dope. And I feel like we just group booked this match. Or I'll I ain't take the credit. I'll give you all the credit. Like I said last week on the show, if anyone gets any <laughs> idea from that one, Justin's fucking getting the credit. That's it. <laughs> Um, so I'll give you the credit here, but dude, it's perfect booking. You have Luchasaurus and Wardlow. That's a fucking big money match for a dynamite. And then you have Jungle Boy Costner in the match. Not that Wardlow needs it, but it, you know, enhances that feud. And you can even have them like fight to the back or something where Luchasaurus doesn't take a pin because there's very few times that happens on AEW. And then at full gear, there's another money match. There's your Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. Maybe Jungle Boy gets the win. And that was Luchasaurus going after title. So bang. I'm down with that, bro, 100%. We had one other match. I guess I was hesitant to talk about it. Um, Not that I didn't care about it. But as the show goes, the show goes. And the last match is the ROH title match, which I know Justin doesn't give a fuck about. But this match was a really good match. I have to say, I have to show, I have to say, when Jericho hit the Judas effect on Castle, I think he legit took his head off. Like, he's the one who should have been concussed. Like, holy fuck. And I love Dalton Castle. And lastly, I got to give my wife mad props. She bartender. She's working. She puts the A-dub on. First of all, get those dynamite ratings. Get those dynamite ratings. Let's go. Second of all, she's like, Ju- I fucking sends me a message, Judas on. I'm like, yeah, baby, let's go. So give A-dub those ratings tonight. I mean, it'll be really sad if they lose to NXT. Fucking but whatever, dude. Uh, so, no, I don't think so either. Uh, what do you think about the match? I know you hate Jericho, but Dalton Castle and the match. I love Dalton Castle. He's uh, there was always something about Dalton Castle that always drew me in to go. I like him. He's really good in ring wise. I like the character. It's just out there, and I love it. Like I love the boys. Like when he was doing the boy chucking during the match, I always fucking love it. 
I, I love that shit. It is just so fucking like enjoyable to watch, and he's just really good. Like, like I said, in ring wise, Jericho. You know, I just I'm over Jericho. I still am, and now the fact, like I said, that we got to deal with it for three more years. Like, I know, like there was that whole thing about you know ROH is possibly getting closer and closer to getting their show. And again, I talked when we talked about it last time. I'm not crazy for them. You know, I don't think they needed to use. Jericho to get people to want to watch ROH. You should have had your own roster being the reason why you want to tune into ROH instead of just having Jericho go in there and be like, well, we got you were, you know, you want to watch ROH because we got Chris Jericho here. Like, I don't need Chris Jericho to fucking get me to want to watch ROH. Like, I'm going to want to watch it when that shit starts up. And any fucking cost that I could freaking find it, like, I'm going to find it and I'm going to watch it. Like, it's going to be added to our fucking show when it happens. Like, but other than that, like, I don't need Jericho to do it because this still just feels like another fucking, like, more Jericho shenanigans still. And it just, I'm not into it. Like, I'm not into it. Jericho still feels like he's trying to relive the past. He still feels like he's trying to be like, look it, I'm still young. I'm still hip. Like, stop, Chris. Just fucking stop. It's not interesting anymore. It's really not. And the Jericho Appreciation Society isn't interesting either. You got a guy who fucking everybody hates in ring, outside of the ring. You got Hager who's fucking. I love my head. You got fucking Hager who's boring as sin. Like, you got 2.0 who don't do a fucking thing. And now you got Daniel Garcia who can't figure out what the fuck he wants to do. Like, Jericho Appreciation Society. And they're stuck in this fucking rivalry with Blackpool Combat Club that's still fucking going. Like, yep, yep. That's, that's true. Yeah, enough, that, enough. That, that feud has been on for far fucking too long. That's what I was bitching about earlier, that they just needed to be a trios tag and not two matches on that show next week. But yeah, Jared says Jericho running the gauntlet through ROH champs. He's going to wrestle Jerry Lynn at some point, it seems. He did a tombstone to him on the belt on the stage tonight. Um, so I think that that match is coming. And Justin, good question for you. Who are some former ROH champs you'd like to see involved in the storyline? Is there anyone in particular you'd like to see come in? I like to see Jericho and, and Roosh go at it. That would be fun, dude. Roosh, Roosh held that Roosh belt for a long time. Awesome. I mean, if you can get PCO out of freaking Impact, you could do it. Ooh, Nigel McGinnis yeah. for a one, for a one-off PCO. Justin, you're right. PCO would be a, a fucking I really fun Nigel, match. I do think Nigel is going to show up. I mean, now that it's supposedly with the whole thing of him getting released and everything, I think he's going to show up. To wrestle, I, I don't think he's going to, but I think he's going to show up, and Jericho's going to probably deck him in the head or something. That would be cool. I'd love to see that because I know I don't. I'm not too familiar with Nigel McGuinness. I didn't see too much of his work. I, um, Neither uh, really. I but... saw I saw a little bit of an impact, and then he he was in uh, the main event Mafia at some point too, which I thought was or Fortune. I'm sorry, he was in Fortune at some point. Um, I just realized yeah. now that you have now that this whole you know, I think I have a feeling now who could take it off of Jericho and it's somebody who is a former ring of honor world champion and it's right there Adam Cole baby not I miss Adam Cole he needs to fucking get better here like I'm still disappointed that we're not even going to get the 
like undisputed whatever the fuck they were going by with the elite. Like I'm disappointed that we're not going to get that, but it's like, cause every time I keep thinking about it, all I keep say, like saying is we're going to probably get a fucking another O'Reilly and Adam Cole fucking Justin, feud. Again Justin, Justin, what do you think O'Reilly's about, what about the King? Oh, O'Reilly. Great call there. Great call. Justin, what do you think though about, Adam Cole is the leader of the kingdom. Don't you think Bennett and Taven were signed for the kingdom to take on the elite? Like, I feel like that was, I, I, I feel like that's, that's a nice the, way to come back. It's a nice way to bounce back on it. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I, yeah. I, I, I think that, I think that's, what's going to happen. You're going to have Taven and Bennett do whatever they're, they're doing right now. Matt Taven, former ROH world champion. Um, yep. You have, you're going to have them do what, what they're doing right now. Tag team stuff, whatever. Warjo actually called them out. So I'm intrigued by that. Um, There's another one right there. If you want to fucking do it, oh, you get some Joe, 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 Joe. But a couple of good comments. First of all, first of all, Ivan, what's up? The devious one. I'll be on Circle what's of up, Fate tonight with Ivan Bakley and De Niro talking a little New Japan Pro Wrestling. Looking forward to that. The TV title tournament, some really good matches so far. And hopefully, I talked a little bit about my guy Dump Truck Davis in Aussie Open against fucking FTR because that match banged, baby. But, Ivan, thanks for tuning in. Um, Jared says, Jay Lethal, Adam Cole. Definitely, definitely good suggestions there. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, Ivan says, Nigel would be a good part of the commentary team. Absolutely. Especially maybe if you get an ROH show one day, you'd be a great commentator in there. De Niro says, low-key. Bang, baby. I was just going to say this. Davey Richards. Um, you can go check out the, top, the interview on the UW Pod, the Universal Wrestling Podcast. We are all the UW Pod. But um, Nick and Keith had a killer interview with Davey Richards a couple weeks ago. They actually asked this question. So I would love if Davey um, would go and take on Jericho. That would be really cool. And uh, a one-off with Eddie Edwards would be fucking fantastic. I thought Edwards was about to win that Impact World Championship, a banger of a match with Josh Alexander. Ivan says, it's going to be Garcia. He's going to be a lone wolf, turn his back on JAS, and he will be the one getting a shot at final battle, being the pinnacle for ROH. That'd be fucking cool, dude. That'd be real cool. Real cool. I like that book in Ivan. And <laughs> 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 The UW pod pays the bills and shit. <laughs> Jared, I don't know about this. This would be dope. And yeah, let me tell let me tell you though, tonight on the show, they the, the little vignette packages they were showing a former ROH world champions. You had Cody Rhodes in there, you had Seth Rollins, Tyler Black, you had Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen be shown, and you also had CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> so <laughs> UW probably paying those bills, dude. So two yeah. keys to the wolf pack. All of those guys, fucking De Niro. That's a great question, man. Uh, I'd love to talk about that further in depth for sure. But Justin, I think that's all we got for the show tonight, man. I wanted to come on Tuesday night dynamite. The show kicked fucking ass tonight. Any final words before we get out of here? I got nothing. Like I, I, I did. I thought the show was actually really good like really good and i really hope hangman is not seriously fucking hurt i really hope he's not <laughs> ivan this stream and yeah justin i'm with you 110 percent. dynamite kicked ass i loved 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 what they did with the women they continue to build this story with like six seven eight different women involved you even got rio involved tonight so that was really cool to see 
the main event started off hot, hot. I loved how Hangman attacked Mox in the crowd. I loved the moonsault. I thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers over Hangman. Hope it's only a concussion. And MJF and William Regal's promo. My fucking god! If you didn't see it, go back and watch sure, it. That fucking it. promo was unbelievable. It was a banger. That promo was a banger after banger after banger. Yes, it was. Dynamite had banger after banger after banger tonight. Tune in to Circle of Debate right here on YouTube. Telling you, get him a shirt that says just banger, 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 banger. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you for everyone who tuned in and watched. Justin, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at JustinTime211, In Time Wrestling Podcast. Give it a listen. If you like it, like I said, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, like I said, we're not everybody's cup of tea, but hey, if you like listening to some people rant, talking some wrestling, you got two brothers that talk wrestling all the time. Again, we got classic pay-per-views. We got one coming up very soon. We're going to be doing more back going back to weekly stuff once my other co once my co-host gets better because he's not feeling good either. So, but eventually we'll be back. We'll, we'll keep your eyes out. If you want to wait, like see the new episodes when they're coming out? Keep your eyes on Twitter. They'll be there. Hell yeah, bro. Love the show. Love the show. And damn, I didn't know Jeremy was sick. So Jeremy, well wishes to you, brother. Hope you get better soon. Justin, thank you so much for joining me as always. For everyone who tuned into the cut or everyone who commented, appreciate you so much. So much. Thank you so much. De Niro, Jarrett, Get Joe, Ivan. Thank you guys for tuning in. Greatly, greatly appreciate you. Too sweet and for sure. Boom. For everyone who's going to watch, for everyone who's going to listen, I cannot thank you enough. For me, the podcast, you can check it out, Floor Cypher Sports YouTube, always live on Floor Cypher Sports Twitter, floorcypersports.com. If you like NFL, you like fantasy football, you like wrestling, get on that shit. A bunch of fucking killer content, floorcypersports.com. You can find the podcast on Visionary Global Media Network and all major audio platforms. Again, I cannot thank you all so much for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Hope you enjoy Dynamite tonight. I'll be on Circle of Debate in about 30 minutes. Circle of Debate on YouTube. Tune in. Justin, I love you, bro. Thank you so much for joining me every week. Too sweet, baby. We out.